0: Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive His love and be encouraged and empowered by His Spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump on to our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless you, fam.
1: I've been reading in Exodus, Leviticus, and Romans these past few weeks at the same time, and typically I find Exodus and Leviticus extremely boring. Like so boring. I remember when I was little and I was reading through Leviticus, I thought, oh, will anyone know if I skip this and I can still say I've read the whole Bible? And I thought, well, God will know, so I can't, I can't then say I've read the whole Bible, so soldiered on. But this time around, it's actually been different. And I'm reading, like, I actually listen, my mind wanders too easily, but I listen to the Bible and I've been listening to a couple of chapters in Leviticus and, and Exodus, you know, the right order, Exodus, Leviticus, and then in Romans. And it's just brought it like a whole new life to it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. I never thought I would say that. And so in Exodus, does anyone know about Moses? Josiah, do you remember Moses. Yeah, you do. Do you remember when we learnt the Ten Commandments? Does anyone remember learning the Ten Commandments? Yeah, okay. Does anyone remember the Ten Commandments? Nathan? Yeah? You want to say one? Go. Yep, do not want what other people have. Yep. Anyone else remember any? I think do not steal might be one of them, do not kill, do not worship other gods, respect your parents, do not, do not lie, worship your God only, pardon, no adultery, yes, gosh, she doesn't need to come to kids church, <laughs> keep the Sabbath, yep. I don't know, I wasn't counting, but I think we've got nearly all of them. But there's all these rules. Exodus and Leviticus have all these rules. We've got the Ten Commandments, ten is simple. Then we get to Leviticus and it's like a wave offering and you must keep the, the chicken or the pigeon and like wave one thigh and like burn two bre- chicken breasts and then like keep the internal organs of the cow but burn it outside the camp And if you're bald, that's okay. But if you're bald with scabs, that's not okay. You might be unclean. And there's so many rules. And it's so obvious what is holy and what is unholy. And what was coming to me, I'm like, there's just so much that's unholy. So much. What if you had psoriasis? I mean, you can't help that. Too bad, you're unholy. And all these things that make it so hard to come into the presence of god and so hard to yeah be holy to live a life that is unhindered by all the rules regulations and all these things so i'm listening to this i'm like this is i'm so glad we don't have to do this anymore and so i'm reading in romans and I'm like oh this is a lot better by grace through faith and i get to romans chapter 7. i really really encourage you to read romans because it's actually it's very it's great i think dr zeus might have been inspired by paul's writing style but that's another another story but i'm going to read from romans chapter 7 verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but when this commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment put me to death. So then, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good." Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. You're following along. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. And this is where I was like, I'm really confused but like intrigued I do not understand what I do for what I want to do I do not do but what I hate I do and if I do what I do not want to do I agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer I myself who do it but it is sin living in me for I know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature for I have the desire to do what is good but I cannot carry it out for I do not do the good I want to do but the evil I do not want to do this I keep on doing now if I do what I do not want to do it is no longer I who do it but it is sin living in me that does I hope you got all that I've been reading it, listening to it on repeat and I think I think kind of got there. So God is so holy. Does everyone agree? Good. Great. It's all right if you don't. We can talk later. I'd love to hear why. Um, God is so holy. And we are so sinful. But until the law was put in, all the Ten Commandments and that, we didn't really know. We didn't know to the extreme of how holy God was. I mean, think about the different rules you have in your in your life, maybe the rules you've set for your kids. For whatever reason, we weren't allowed to jump on the bed. I didn't know that was bad until my dad, do not jump on the bed, or we got a smack. No, you can't do that now, but. Um, Or different rules like, oh, you don't have soft drink, we only have soft drink at parties. Now as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's bad for you. But until my parents said that, I saw nothing wrong with drinking soft drink. And I know they're little examples but I hope you see what I mean. That until someone tells you it's wrong, that you can't do it, you don't realize that it's potentially bad. And therefore, it is highlighted just how bad it is. And I think about all the covenants and all the offerings and the regulations of what is holy and what is unholy back in Exodus. And I think, oh my goodness. Like, God was showing them, and he's still showing us through it, just how holy he is, that it took so many different things to try and even come close to holiness. And so when I think about these things that I want to do and what I don't do, and I think about, you know, God's holiness, and then the fact that Jesus came, so we don't have all those rules anymore, so technically we don't need to do all those good things, I then think, I think I've got it wrong. Because constantly, and this is where I need the kids, so if adults want to jump up and help me with this illustration. Eman and Ash, I see you grinning. Email, you take that. It's a lot longer than I needed. You can stay sitting down, there you go. Wonderful, all right. Mel, Mel, would you like to be good or bad things? Okay, this is the good things. Eman, you're the bad things. <laughs> and I want you to just pull, pull it. All right, all right. So th- this is me, right? I really need to be kind to everybody and show love to all the people. But I love watching Netflix and having time to myself. But I really, really, really should do more Bible studies. But this murder mystery is great. But you know what? I probably should see my mum more. Oh, should I stop and talk to that person at the supermarket? Or maybe I should sacrifice my me time and do more good work. But you know what? I'm tired. I can't be bothered. And so there's this constant tension between bad and good and bad and good. And so when I read, you can fill in the blanks for yourself, but when I read the good things I want to do, I don't do, I can so relate. I can so relate. But then I think, I don't reckon that's what God is on about. I don't think, I mean, sure, it's nice to be nice to people, but I don't think that that's what it's on about here, Paul. I said God before, but I think you know what I mean. And I was thinking about the fact that we're created in the image of God. God is so holy. Before Jesus, he made a way through all these crazy offerings for us to try and be holy and come to be with him. But then Jesus came. And he died, and he paid that final, ultimate offering so that we don't have to do that anymore. How amazing. It goes on to say in Romans 7, some at verse 21 now, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me. Waging war against the law or, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me a prisoner of law, of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am or woman who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death and this bit I love. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so I started thinking a bit deeper. And sure, there's like trivial things that, good, bad, that you're wrestling with. But it goes a lot deeper. Things like self-doubt. Things like jealousy. Things like gossip. Things like, who knows? You can fill in the blank again there. But things that really take root in your soul and distract you and take you away from the goodness of God and it's these things that make it hard to do the good things and I'm using these because there's a million gazillion good things but the goodness that comes should be the fruits of the spirit and also this is where I was going to get the kids to shout them out I'll let you remember that in your in our subconscious The good things come from a life with Jesus the bad things are not necessarily bad I don't know this is where I need the demonstration you're gonna have to walk again can I have more people holding this on Eman's side yeah sorry and you'll need to stand up yeah I know I know So there's this tension i find where if i'm doing the good things i think i'm more holy so i'm you know i'm saying hi to mel and i'm you know Mm -hmm. spending quality good things good there's nothing bad with it and i feel like i should be doing more and there's that tension and then there's the other things of life (laughs) you got it all right and then on the deeper level there's the wanting to fully believe that I'm an image, made in the image of God. Wanting to fully be in awe of God. Wanting to fully be his goodness and his love walked out on earth. And then there's doubt, selfishness, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> and all that. And there's the tension. But thanks be to god who delivers me through jesus christ our lord we don't have to do the tension anymore because actually the good things this is this is what the holy spirit's for and you know what the holy spirit does it walks through all the bad things you can walk through all the bad things yep. And it takes all of those and it surrounds all the bad things with its goodness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not quite what I was envisioning, but this works. This works. <laughs> and all of a sudden, and, and then come back this way. Yeah, and then you bring them with you. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I, I had worded some of the kids up, but that's all right. And now i keep walking this way. And look, and look at all this. All, all the bad things are being transformed by the grace of God and the Spirit intertwining through it. All right, thank you. You can sit down. <laughs> we don't have to try to do good things. We don't have to try we get to be in the presence of God we get to be transformed by the Holy Spirit there are still going to be things we want to do but we do the things we don't want to do or however Paul phrased it but because of the grace of God because of the gift of Jesus because of the fact that he left the help of the Holy Spirit with us and it goes on I want to say in chapter 8 and I'm ad-libbing this so you can read that in your own time, that the Spirit is because of the Spirit working in us, we are no longer, actually it could be chapter 6, we are no longer slaves to the law, sin, we are slaves to Jesus. And not because we have to do the good things, but because He's in us, He's with us, and He is the one that's commanding us. He is the one that is leading us. And so all these other things get wrapped up with him, and all of these other things keep coming closer and closer and closer and becoming more and more like Christ. Is everyone following me? Yep. Cool. So I want to ask you some questions. You can keep them inside your head or you can shout them out. I encourage you to shout them out, it's a bit more encouraging. What are some of the good things that you want to do? They can be they can be trivial, that's fine. But what are some of the good things that you want to do? We can just call them out all at once, It'd be less intimidating. Spread the gospel. I trust you're all thinking it. What are some of the bad things? you keep doing but you wish you wouldn't do? I know that one's more daunting. What are some of the rules that you've placed on yourself because you think it will help you do the good things? Are you trying to do good things in your own strength to meet God? Or are you willing to let him do the good things in you so you can meet God? Be with God, let's say be with God. Be closer to God, or always with him. Because what happens when we walk with the Spirit, when we live in the Spirit, when we say, hey God, yeah, like, I'm pretty wretched. I mean, that's the word Paul used. I could think of some other names. But like, please help me. I want to be holy. I want to be closer to you. I want to know you more. What happens is that the Spirit does work in us. It's a daily choice. It's not like magic. And the Spirit works in us the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, patience, peace, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I think I forgot one. Kindness. It works in us, these things. And so the good things, they're part of our life. There's not a tension between good and bad because we just do it. So for my final question, and I really do want you to be brave, but you can turn to the person next to you or behind you. What might be your next step in allowing the spirit to move? What might be the next step in giving yourself a little bit more grace? And maybe actually saying yes to the gift of grace from God that's not on you to do the good things. He's done that. And he wants to work with you in bring about the good things. What's the next thing? What's your next step in making that happen? For me, it's an intentionality in reading the Bible. Last year, second half last year, kind of sucked. And I kind of didn't read the Bible much. Maybe it coincided, I don't know. But this year I want to be intentional and I'm trying to be intentional with reading the Bible and I'm loving it I didn't think I'd say that I'm loving it and I feel so much closer to God but that's my next step what is your next step I'm going to give you a minute or so chat with the person next to you if you really really hate that chat to God in your head that's fine But what's your next step? All right. You can continue those conversations in a very little bit over coffee and some morning tea. But I want to leave you with what is in fact in Romans 8. Good thing I can highlight on my phone. Romans 8, verse 7. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. of righteousness and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you thanks be to God that we do not have to live in sin but we can live in his grace and mercy every day I encourage you to keep those conversations happening and I encourage you to actually action what you thought about and let's encourage each other, if you shared with someone next to you, encourage each other to action that next step so that we can be a people that is continually going after a, a life with Christ. I couldn't think of anything more fancier than that, but a life with Christ. Let's pray dear lord thank you thank you thank you that you sent your son to make the complete offering the complete sacrifice so that we don't have to do that stuff anymore there is no barrier there's no hindrance for us to be in your presence for us to get to know you to experience your love Help us to keep walking day by day, step by step, choosing you so that we can get to know you more, we can experience your love greater, and we can be a light of your love to those around us. I thank you for your mercy, I thank you for your grace, and I thank you that you're a God that just keeps on giving, that even when we fall down, even when we go back to try and doing it on our own, you're still there still there wanting to do it with us. Thank you and keep us safe as we go out this week. Amen.
0: Thanks again for tuning into the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday in the Hall of St. Barnabas Anglican Church at 86 Bourne Road, Baldwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.